success is not the rungs on the ladder that you climb. It's not how many companies you started. It's not how smart you are or how much money you have or even how many people there are that love you. (laughs) Success is this anchored gratitude for the moment. It's the ability to cultivate joy within you. And for me, I have not found that in any religion, in any pleasure source anywhere in my life other than faith in God. And it's that surrender. For me, it's the surrender knowing I am going to be okay. Welcome to the Madeline Show. Hello, my friends. Today I'm sharing a raw story with you on gratitude and the meaning of success. Oh, I don't know about you, but sometimes I have felt in my life like I didn't have enough, I wasn't where I was supposed to be, and if I could just get that next thing, I would then feel whole, I would then feel complete. Now, this episode is going to talk about suicidal ideation, so giving y'all a little trigger warning if that's something that, um, you know, either you or someone that you know has experienced and it's uh, a little intense or a lot intense, you might not want to listen to this episode, you might um, need to go seek your own medical help, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I'm just telling my own story. And it goes a little something like this. I'm going to bring you into the space that I was in 12 months ago. 12 months ago. You see me now. (laughs) You see my light. You see my energy. And maybe two, three, four, five years ago, um, or even 10 years ago, you've known me. And um, this story that I'm about to share with you isn't going to make a lot of sense because when you see me, you see my light, you see my energy. And I'm going to tell you right now that a year ago today, doctors were beginning the paperwork for disability. A year ago today, I was experiencing the most horrific neurological symptoms pain, unexplained pain all over my body, tingling, headaches that felt like a knife was going through my spinal cord, and a host of other physical disruptions, endocrine disorder, sleep disorder, serious mental health issues um, that doctors all told me I would have for the rest of my life. And there are two reasons why those are all gone. (laughs) My gosh. A year later, and I'm going to share those with you today. So I want you to picture this. Picture me in this cute little cabin in the middle of Alaska, in the middle of the woods, surrounded by moose, beautiful lakes. Oh my gosh, the most magnificent mountains you have ever seen. The most magnificent mountains you have ever seen, just right out the door. And I'm inside, it's 2 p.m., and I'm still sitting on the floor, confused, 
not even aware of whether or not I took my dog outside that day, making the decision of whether or not to open the fridge to eat some food. And before I can get my brain to focus on Madeline, get up off the floor, go to the fridge, get some food, my brain goes blank. This is the brain fog from depression that I'd been experiencing for months. Sitting on the floor of the cabin, not being able to cut into a loaf of bread if I wanted to because the pain in my hands was so bad. Stuck inside because I couldn't open the door because I didn't have the strength to open a door. Our door was sticky, I will say. And I didn't have the ability to focus long enough to get food out of the fridge. My boyfriend at the time would come home and more often than not, I would be in the same place that he left me, either laying down on the floor, maybe sitting at the table, if I'm lucky, outside. This space of depression, of serious neurological and physical health issues that stop me from skiing, that stop me from being able to string a sentence together, came on like a storm, like a tropical storm in Costa Rica. Just one day the switch flipped and there I was. Three months I lived like this. Three months. Like wearing sunglasses on a bright day. Those those sunglasses though that they give you after you get your eyes dilated. <laughs> the doctor, the eye doctor, and they're really, really dark. Oof. That space where you cannot focus on tomorrow because you're in survival for today. And today there is no hope. This space almost killed me. This is the space that doctors said I would never leave. That people that get to this point, they don't come back without medication, serious therapy, and a combo of the two for the rest of your life. This was not a space that I wanted to be in. This was not a space I knew how to get out of, even though I had been experiencing this since I can remember, since middle school, except this was the longest. Three months, day after day, with no joy, no light. And yet here I am today. You can see the joy. You can see the light. You hear me talk on this podcast about the things that require wisdom and grace and, you know, the capacity to receive advice and help from other people and gratitude. Those things are a blessing to me. The grace, the gratitude, the joy that I experience in life right now has not been consistent like it has since I started the carnivore diet and my faith in Christ, my deep, real, deep dive into this life where you live God's will and not your own, which began of August of last year of 2022. Coming out of the three months of depression was a flip of a light switch. And it didn't happen until an evening of meditative contemplation on the meaning of death. 
sitting and actually sitting with what is death from a meditative space, knowing that I didn't want to be here where I was. I didn't know how to get out. I felt like I was pushing my partner away. Bless you, Chris, for (laughs) standing by my side that whole time. I must have been miserable to be around. Debbie Downer. Debbie Downer, no light. And it was a space I was familiar with. It came and went frequently on on a monthly basis, but usually for a couple days here and there since childhood. Doctors say you're born with this, right? It's genetic. Well, I don't have that anymore. (laughs) I am here talking to you now, sharing a story about gratitude, sharing a story about hope, and sharing a story about faith. I am here, I thought, because of the carnivore diet. I thought it was meat and eggs and cheese and milk and pork lard and beef tallow that got me out of depression, that took the label of bipolar that psychiatrist put on me and moved it aside. These labels, whether it's mental health or physical health or relationship. These labels don't define who you are. I will tell you when I was sick, I wanted a label. I wanted to know what was wrong. I wanted to know why I was feeling the way I was. How could I? I had given two graduation speeches, honors at a university. I had started four companies I had found success in many areas of my life, and yet here I was three months into a deep depressive cycle. I wanted a label. I wanted to know why I was feeling this way. And when I got the labels, the label for the sleep issue, the label for the endocrine issue, the label for the mental health issues, the label for the physical health issues, I clung to those. Those were the reasons. Those were the reasons why I felt the way I did. It was okay for me to feel that way because I had been labeled. I'm going to tell you right now, you are meant to experience joy. You are not meant to suffer for the sake of suffering. We experience hardship in our lives. I believe it's there to allow us to grow stronger. I also know deep down in my soul and in my being that All things, all things can be eliminated with the power of God. And God brought me the carnivore diet via Emily Penton, my health coach, in August of 2022. I could have titled this video, This is what happens after you eat meat for six months. Your depression goes away and your skin becomes flawless and you have the capacity to continue to say yes over and over and over to the things that come for you in this life. I can make the video clickbait, girl eats meat for six months, see what happens. (laughs) I used to think it was the meat. I did. It's God. God brought me the meat. God brought me Emily Penton. God brought me the depression to show me what it's like to be on the other side, to show me what it's like to be in such a dark space that nothing but God himself 
can bring you out of it. I am so grateful. Depression brought me a level of compassion that I had never experienced before. And compassion is something I had been praying for for years prior. So God works in mysterious ways. A lot of people ask me, Madeline, how do you know what God is saying? How do you talk to God? How do you have this relationship with God? How do you not get mad at God for all those horrible things that have happened in your life? The things that created literal PTSD trauma for years. How do you love a God that gives you suicidal depression for your entire life? It's the same God that brought me out of it. It's about gratitude. It's about seeing what's there as opposed to what's not there. Because lack is what is not. And abundance is what is. It's all that exists. The breath that I'm breathing right now, the uncountable number of air particles that are coming in and out of my lungs without me even thinking about it, without me even consciously doing it, that is abundance. That is life. And that is the life that I believe was given to me by God. I will tell you this. There has been a lot of resistance around belief in a higher power for me my entire life. The memories that I have of me in Bible school as a kid, because I was raised Catholic, are of me drawing pictures of SpongeBob in my Bible. Okay? I was not a fan. I did not like it. I liked to talk. I was told to stop talking and be quiet in church. I had to be quiet. I had to sit still. All the things that I didn't want to do. And then when I got older, I was in high school. I started to explore other areas. I started to explore life with the Hare Krishnas, eating the prasad, which is their holy food, and even worshiping the deities, milk and honey on the deities in the temple. Almost shaved my head. And then I found Buddhism. And that was very rigid and strict and masculine. Sit and meditate, stare at the wall, think of nothing. When your legs go numb, just sit still a little longer and then you won't feel them anymore. If you have an itch, you better not scratch it. (laughs) From there, I went the opposite direction and found Tantra, which is indulging in all of the experience all at once. Eat all the chocolate, (laughs) right? Feel all the pleasure as opposed to the God that I believed in when I was Buddhist and Hare Krishna, which was, and and a yogi, which was abstaining, abstaining from the feel good. Don't sleep with the pillow because then you'll be less comfortable and more likely to pray to God. Don't take warm showers. Keep them cold because then you'll remember who is in charge. These different religion and religious sorts of lifestyles that I've led my entire life brought me a lot of experiences and they ultimately brought me back here to, I'm so thankful for, belief in the creator of the universe being a single God. A single God who has experienced what we have experienced and what we do experience here on this planet through Jesus, who lived like us, God on earth, who's who died for us and has lived the way we have lived and suffered the way we suffer. So God knows what I've been through. God gives me what I go through. And 
God brought me out of this space of depression and loneliness that was unexplainable to me at the time. I was, I, my life, if you know me, oh my goodness, I've done so many amazing things surrounded by so many beautiful people. So why is it that I experienced suicidal depression, which is like having glasses on and not being able to see the world around you? It's like having shades over your eyes and you cannot see the beautiful colors of the world. Literally, the colors are different. Experiencing that, that space, and getting brought out of it to here happened by a way of gratitude. So the last suicidal, depressive thought I ever had was a five-day span in October. Like, well, Madeline, you started the carnivore diet in August. Yes, I did. And it was very, very, very difficult. Oh, my goodness. My body, my body went through a very, very, very insane switch from... I was, I was keto, actually. I wasn't even paleo. I went from vegetarian for 10 years to paleo for two or three years to keto for a couple months to straight carnivore. And I was hurting. I was dumping oxalates from my body. I was in so much pain, had digestive issues now for the first time. I was doing this for mental health reasons, for neurological reasons. Now I have digestive issues. It's about 45 days of that, accompanied by a five-day five-day depressive cycle picture I, I picture I'm sitting on the couch next to my boyfriend next to my dog safe and sound and just dark I can't see the beauty I, I don't I don't see the, the the joy that I normally feel when I look at my dog and this has been days now this is my five last five-day span of depression And all I get is a picture of a gun to my head. I didn't put that there. The enemy put that there and God brought me out of it. There's a reason for depression, I believe, when it's in your life and every reason is different depending on where you are coming from and who you are and what you believe. I believe God allows the enemy to put things places in our lives to teach us things. I needed every single part of my journey to get to where I am here. It's really important that I share these things because these are the types of things that allowed me to come out of it. Hearing other people's stories, finding Emily Penton, which you can go listen to our episode on depression and coming out of it with the carnivore diet um, alongside Faith in God, also here on this podcast. God allowed me to cultivate gratitude to climb out of the hole of depression. So the three-month episode was a year ago, right? We're in May right now, 2023. So that was the time period for the three-month depressive cycle. Went carnivore diet in August and two months later had a five-day cycle of depression. And that was the last time I ever felt the doom sadness the doom sadness, not just like, oh, I feel sad about this, but the, the depression in my life. And I'm so grateful. And gratitude is what brought me out of that. So I'm sitting on the couch with my dog and with my partner, and I'm just low energy. I'm low vibration. I don't, I don't know at this point if I'm going to make it another minute, another hour. I have zero foresight. 
and then something happens. It's like I had a little scratch in the lens and the light comes in. Oh, I'm on a couch right now with two two people that love me, a dog person and a person person. Whoa, whoa, oh my gosh, I want more of that. And so I start to scratch at the, the lens, right? Metaphorically. Oh my goodness, I love my dog. How sweet is this? I'm petting my dog and my boyfriend's holding my hand. I'm gonna scratch for a little more. I'm in a house right now with a roof. I ate today and I continue to cultivate that gratitude. Draws me out, slowly draws me out of this space. One moment at a time. The next morning I wake up and like the flip of a switch, it's gone. The colors are brighter. They're back to normal. I'm excited for the day. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do later that day. The foresight is back. To me, this is success. Success is not the rungs on the ladder that you climb. It's not how many companies you started. It's not how smart you are or how much money you have or even how many people there are that love you. (laughs) Success is this anchored gratitude for the moment. It's the ability to cultivate joy within you And for me, I have not found that in any religion, in any pleasure source, anywhere in my life other than faith in God. And it's that surrender. For me, it's the surrender knowing I am going to be okay. Better than okay. (laughs) I am going to be safe and supported. And so I can surrender in God's hand knowing that I made it this far and I didn't do it alone did not do it alone there are so many times in my life where I had that extra push from something something otherworldly that allowed me to continue to move forward in life whether it's nearly missing a car accident or a beautiful door opening that should have been closed in your life looking back and seeing I walked with God this entire time That feeling of being able to surrender gives you peace. It gives me peace knowing that I can sit here and be confident that I am doing the absolute best that I can to be a good, honest, loving, caring person who's using my talents and my skill sets to lift others up as opposed to just myself. As amazing as the ski mountaineering was, that wasn't for anyone else. That was for me. That was for me to find myself and to calm my brain because at the time I was running on hyperspeed and and nothing could slow my brain down other than hanging off a 600 foot cliff with no ropes. (laughs) All I could think about was survival. This is a space, this space of surrender where you can truly see what matters. And so what I want to share with you is a message that was shared with me at church today and I want to know if you are climbing a ladder or surrendering to joy. Failure is an interesting word. And I'm wondering if climbing a ladder to a success that doesn't matter, if that's true failure. Because if we can live in this space of being able to listen to God and know the right path for us, if we can put aside our will and live solely on God's divine plan for our lives, 
I've seen that that is what brings the most joy. That is what brings the most pleasure in life. That is what brings that contentment that we seek and many never get. Many I've seen multiple grandparents now on their deathbed calling in their last rites and they're praying. They're praying and they're asking for forgiveness and they're surrendering into God's hand. We can do this before it gets to be that time for us. We are allowed to lean back and look at the beauty of our relationships, look at the joy that's in our hearts right now for just being as opposed to doing. So who are you being? Are you being someone that cares about the worldly, that cares about the ladder of success, that views success as something that you need to get? Or are you being someone that is a good person, lends a helping hand to others, doesn't put value on things over the value of family and feelings? I just want you to think about that. I need to share this because I am so happy and full yet still pushing my edge without that fear of failure. And it is because of God. I thought it was because of the carnivore diet, but God brought me the carnivore diet. As I continue to study Christianity and immerse myself in the Bible and in going to church and in having my own personal, mainly my own personal relationship with God and just listening to that intuition, which for me, intuition is the Holy Spirit telling me something. The more I lean into that, it continues to grow and it gets louder and it gets stronger. And it's unique. Church doesn't teach you this. You get to experience this relationship with God for yourself. And you have to find it yourself. I've been handed many religious texts along uh, throughout the years. And I had to bring myself back to this space. And I'll leave you with this. There might be something in your life that you've been wanting to shed. And that you haven't had the power or strength to do it on your own. I know for me... About five and a half years ago, that was alcohol. It wasn't really helping me in any areas of life. And it was something that I knew I could let go and I wouldn't be missing out on anything. But for some reason, the social pressure of always needing a drink in your hand just stuck with me. And it wasn't until a really, really bad night of food poisoning raw chicken paired with 12 vodka Red Bulls throughout the day. I think I started with Aperol spritz, feeling totally sober at the end of the night, waking up with food poisoning. It wasn't until then that God brought me back. That was when I had given up alcohol. I haven't drank since. And I feel like that was truly the start of this new journey. Even though I went through many serious health issues after that, right? You'd think, well, Madeline, you gave up alcohol. Why is God giving you all these other things to deal with? I don't know why he does the things he does, but I do know sitting here right here talking to you right now, I've never been happier in my life. And I can truly say that. And I think you can see it. The joy, the ability to take on things like Running, organizing a fundraiser, getting a seeing eye dog for the blind and raising it while I already have a dog and live alone. Having the capacity to 
be a part of multiple philanthropic groups, um, be helping multiple business owners right now scale their companies and even taking on new opportunities to start new businesses with community members. That's not because of me. It's not because I'm a hustler or a go-getter or any of that. It's because I wake up and I go to bed every day knowing that I'm not alone and that my energy is not mine and my energy comes from the creator of the universe. And so this is me right now, real and raw to you in life. This is what's going on. (laughs) And I cannot not talk about it because it feels a little taboo, to be completely honest with you. And I know I've already lost some of you. This isn't a clickbait YouTube video. This isn't a three things you're going to learn about business podcast episode. This is a little insight into what is actually allowing me to live the most fantastic life right now where I am surrounded by such a strong crew of people that I have curated and partially who I've been raised by. (laughs) And to just feel whole throughout all of the storms that I have been a part of, I have come out stronger. And it is because of God. And I want to encourage you to find your faith and to find your connection with the Holy Spirit because nothing has taken away my anxiety or brought me more joy than that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I'll see you guys next time. Has your brain ever gotten in the way of you bringing those wild dreams of yours to life? I have something for you. All you gotta do is leave a review and send a screenshot to hello at themadelineshow.com just like you see it here below and turn worry into motivation with this exclusive visualization that I created for you. This is my secret weapon that leaves lasting mindset shifts in your brain in 10 minutes or less. Say goodbye to impossible syndrome as you continue to move forward on those big scary goals all you have to do is leave that review on apple comment below here on youtube or give us five stars on spotify to qualify i am so excited to deliver this straight to your inbox it's one year from today and you're looking back on this moment right here thinking wow i cannot believe i did all of that you spoke on 20 aligned podcasts and you have 10 more booked for next year already there's five big time magazines that featured you and your business sharing your message with the world you put yourself out there and spoke in person to an audience so excited to support your brand your products are selling without having to post about them and your email list that thing tripled you had the time of your life doing what you do best speaking from the soul with no pressure and a whole lot of fun you even got your feet wet pitching your first ted talk and you can't wait to hear back this is just a taste of what's possible when you join speak up a movement of entrepreneurs we meet every single month to master the art of public speaking and the strategy behind getting the gig so you can take your brand to that next level get visible speak powerfully and get that gig my friend sign up at the madelineshow.com speak up to leverage new speaking opportunities today so you can get off the content creation hamster wheel and start showing up for your brand like the brilliant ceo i know you already are